What's up, everybody? Welcome back to That Chick Angel TV, and it's another installment of The Bald and the Beautiful. I am joined by none other than Mrs. Kev on stage, Kev on stage, and my husband, Marcus Tank, and all those things. We are going to be reviewing two episodes, two previous episodes of Insecure Season 5. We'll be doing Episode 5, which was um, Surviving Okay, in Episode 6. Tired, okay. We know that episode seven has already dropped and we'll be reviewing that next week. And that will more than likely be the last episode we review because we go on to Christmas break. And if I'm being 100% transparent, this season didn't give us what we thought it was going to give us. So it's been harder for us to review it. Um, Not that we're not trying to judge the season as a bad season. It just does not look like any of the other seasons that we have watched that has made us want to have a lot of conversation about it. So anyways, we still want to give you something. I give you something. So, um, something for you to enjoy. Something, a little something, 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 something. So we're going to uh, run it back to episode five, which is where we start off the episode with Molly riding a man's face. Oh, uh, that's right. <laughs> they did start off. I this did. is what Kerry Washington directed. Yes, the Kerry Washington directed, which I have some opinions about. Riding a man's face, and um, once she has reached the mountaintop, she uh, dismounts and checks her phone and sees that her family has um, oh been God, alerting like her that there's something going on. We find out that her mother had a stroke. They put in a nice little comedic moment where they thought that her mother was about to pass, but it turned out to be someone else's family all together and then we see her mother is in a uh unconscious and she is trying to deal with all of the things happening at the hospital because her father is not really in the mental place to be of any assistance Mm -hmm. so uh real quick pause for the cause for a question do you all feel like you're at a time in your life where you have to care for your parents my father yes (laughs) my mother (laughs) no Mm. But my dad, uh, he is married, but I just feel like eh, I'm trying to choose my words here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just feel like the answer to that question is yes. Yeah. That's that's fine if this little place where you at. What about? Uh, For me, my dad is the primary care person for. My mom, my mom's disabled. She's legally blind. She cannot see. P.O.P. holding it down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> blind, blind, blowing with bowling is what I thought you were saying. So my dad steps in a lot. Uh, but my mom is a little bit, um, she has mobility issues. Mm-hmm. So when they were here for Thanksgiving, there's a lot of care that goes into making sure she can get around easily. It was funny because her and my grandma got mobility issues in my grandma. <laughs> my grandma was on the f- first floor. She said, "Who? this house is nice. He ain't going upstairs, though. <laughs> she looked up upstairs. She was like, ah, it seems nice up there. We're not going to go. Uh, financially, I'm, I'm not there yet. I do help out here and there for my family. Oh, did you mean financially? Uh, no, because I don't. I, just in general, do okay. you feel as though like it is now your, you know, at some point in time in life, I feel like most people, if they have any type of like um, uh, functioning relationship with their parents, I feel like you eventually feel like the tables turn mm-hmm. and you are more responsible for mm-hmm. them than they are for you. Mm-hmm. I do feel like I don't I, I'm not there yet, 
But I do. Uh, we also have young parents. Yeah. For my grandma, I feel like I had to step in more, especially during COVID. Oh, yeah. And be yeah. like, girl, sit your butt down. Yeah, your grandmother is my mother's age. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So with her, it was like, stop going to church until they figure out. Because El Paso had a time where they were going crazy with COVID. It's COVID. We need to be in here more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She was like, I don't care. <laughs> I want to go to church. Yeah. And I was like, grandma, you going to be up in that church sitting up there cold <laughs> and dead. <laughs> and we ain't going to be coming to visit you. <laughs> She's hard headed. I know you definitely. Yeah. Like my, my dad passed. And so now it's like, I don't feel like to... I kind of, it's almost like caring f from a distance almost, mm -hmm. not even like geographically because she's in Kentucky, but more so of overwatching everything that she's doing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like try not to step in too much because like mama was out all weekend, like shopping and gambling, like that's what she do. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's like, all right, so what else going on with the house? Like, are you trying to sell it? Are you going to keep it? Like, what is this? So I found myself stepping in on that aspect of, all right, you no longer have your partner there with you to mm -hmm. handle everything, you know, your partner in crime. So let me step in and, and take up some of that slack. But also it's like, what all are you getting into? I felt that way at my grandma's house before she moved from El Paso, trying to tell that woman, it's time for you to go. Mm -hmm. This Girl, <laughs> get out of the house if I'm going to have to come down here. and. But I want you to know I'm also your grandmother. Kick it and scream. Oh, my gosh. You and Mel. That's why it was so funny. You get mad at her about stuff. And I called you and be like, girl, you do the same you know, thing. This is the same thing you be doing. That's true. She was like, I recognize it. I do. But my <laughs> grandma was like, girl, throw that house in the trash <laughs> and hush. <laughs> I got you. For $5. That's why I understood. I understood Molly's frustration with her parents when she was just like, so you all haven't gotten your estate in order yeah. after I got all your stuff together. When you feel as though you're trying to give your parents the best advice because you realize you've been given more information than what they, they have. have. Yep. So you're like, I'm not going to hold that information to myself. Let me give it to you so that you can do better. And they're just like, ah, I'm setting my ways. Yeah. Oh. What about you? You going to answer? That's what I'm saying. I'm, that's oh, why I'm that's saying. I, I, oh, okay. I, I feel the frustration because also you then are also trying to respect that they are your elder but at the same time you like but i'm trying to keep you as my elder yeah and not as my right. <laughs> and yeah. as my an, ancestor yes. right and as an adult <laughs> you realize how much your parents don't know my yeah. mom went through the process of buying a house and i was like kev i don't think she understands what she be talking about because she'll say equity and she met like earnest money and you be like mm, mm, mm. the story yeah. ain't adding up and i don't i don't maybe you confuse or like what's happening here but you realize they really don't know yeah. yeah what i like is a lot of times my mom she will call and ask like things that she's unclear about so i'm like all right I don't, i'm not dealing with like the hard-headedness yeah. that a lot of people have to go through it's just like she'd be like now look now this man done called me and i told him i want to do this so this is what he's saying so i just gave him your number i'm like good mm -hmm. you know i just, I just realized if he, as you said that and marcus just talked about what he had with his mom they're gonna come a time when our parents are gonna be like if y'all don't sit, shut up and sit down we're gonna be like i know what i'm doing our kids, yeah. the kids, the kids. Our, our kids are gonna be oh, us yeah. i'm trying to remember to this up. moment right now though so that so you can be easier for them? I'm hoping so, that I can trust that they know more and be like, well, you just handle it then. Thank you, mm -hmm, baby. Mm -hmm. And I'll just do I'm whatever you hard. say. They're going to be like, oh, my dad, we're going to put you in a home. <laughs> and I'm going to go in the home kicking and screaming. Of course you are. <laughs> put me in that home. After I wipe your butt, now you won't even wipe mine. I piss on the front door of the home. <laughs> <laughs> you stupid. 
So <laughs> now you went there in a straight jacket. <laughs> further into the episode, we see Molly and Nathan are all booed up. He's no, like, take Issa and Nathan. Yeah, sorry. Issa and Nathan are all booed up. They're planning on spending the day together. So she's going to cancel her lunch date with Molly. And that's when she calls and finds out what Molly's going through. And like a good best friend, she drops everything. Nathan drives her to the hospital and she she's like okay tell me what's going on now what can i do to help you what would be best to help you in this moment and i thought as a viewer it was nice to kind of feel like again the tables had turned that's kind of how i view this episode was a table Table turning episode of i don't feel as though and correct me if i'm wrong through the seasons we've seen Issa be in the place of actually being truly helpful to Molly, where Molly was the one that was in distress, yes. and Issa could actually be of mm-hmm. some solid help. Yes, I saw on the wind down. I believe they're talking about what friendship looks like at this age. It's not always just clubbing and hanging out in Coachella. Mm-hmm. It means sometimes, can you bring me a change of clothes because mom, my mom's in the hospital. Yeah, and that's what friendship sometimes means when you're over thirty and stuff like that. It ain't always like a lot of times. Yeah, yeah like, you know, like when Danny's dad oh, passed, yeah. friendship was. We got to go over here and cry with her. On the day we were supposed to close on our house. Yes. And we end up watching. Uh, Selling Sunset. No, no, no. The Asian show. We watched both, actually. Did we? We watched Can't Bling Empire. Bling Empire. Yeah. But that was what friendship was. And a couple of months ago, it was having her 40th birthday party. When she was, was 35. When she, she was 35. 35. But both of those times we were being It also friend. looks like watching Riley for a month. So she can go to Canada and shoot, and shoot a show. her show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think. Or it, taking JoJo to soccer practice when I'm out, out of town and Angel quit the tour for that week. Sure. Yeah, but that's also like she when you too. get older, that's the friendship's going to change. Can you pick up JoJo now? <laughs> she surely did what call are you me. Doing right now? Yeah. <laughs> that's when we start flipping out. Like, hold on. This is something we ain't here heard about. We should have heard about it a long time ago. Mm, so we nah. can be friends. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, we, y'all ain't friends. What I told him. Y'all ain't friending right. <laughs> y'all don't know how to friend, man. Right. Like, right. Nah, but that's, I think when you get older, like you, you mature, your friendship changes because or the activities you do in your friendship changes because you're now older. Like, yeah, I mean, a lot of people out here, we live in LA, so we know it, but you know, thirties and forties, a lot of people ain't clubbing like it. Granted, a lot of them are. However, when you got, yeah, when you got children and all that, yeah, your friendship changes. It's going to look different. It's going to be a different, uh, different things you're going to be doing for each other. And that whole thing. I know for me and my friendships, a lot of times I am the one that is called upon to Mm -hmm. do. So when when the few times that the table does turn, my friends are like, all right, mm-hmm. we get to do it now. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. shut up and we do the thing. Because <laughs> it, it's not it's not that, it, I'm not trying to make it seem like my friends' lives just be falling apart. Right, right, right. It's just. That's how I make them feel, though. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> I have conditioned myself to carry very big burdens by myself yeah. without the asking of other people. So I know I've had friends say it to me like, thank you for allowing me to do this. So I don't feel like this is a one way street yeah. friendship. Yeah. And if you could tell, I feel like Issa did a really good job of showing how she got, even in this, ep- this episode in the next episode, she's getting a lot of pleasure of actually being able to be that person for Molly, um, which I don't feel like they really have shown her be able to be that in the past five seasons, or at least Issa? not until now. Yeah, Issa. Oh, no, um, no. Their relationship wasn't like that. It yeah. was Molly's Issa was going help, through with it. They beefed. Then now it's been Issa's turn to, mm-hmm. to, 
to return the favor. And also, you this could have been the re- way the relationship was going back and forth prior to this show starting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or they might have been on equal footing or whatever that case was. But he said didn't have her life together in the first couple of seasons. Right. right. The way Molly did. So and now Molly don't have her life together in this in the way Issa does. The the whole thing of Molly's mama being sick caused not only uh Issa uh to call her mom, but also Nathan. It shook him. Like, huh, I haven't talked to my mom in a while. Um, let me just call and and tap in. Do you all like we just had a recent death in our friend circle? How much does like the big life changes of your friends affect how you operate differently after that? You know what I'm saying? Yes, mm-hmm. it it's uh, I'm gonna say soul. If and if it's not the sole reason, it's a a, a great majority of the reason we have a puppy today. Mm. Um, after that happened, um, I was like. Uh, there is no way that I can uh, not get a dog knowing that this is the one thing, not the one thing, but really the one thing, the one thing, the one thing that can make my son so happy. Mm -hmm. And if something tragic were to happen and I didn't give him that, Mm -hmm. I would be crushed. Yeah. So it, 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 it's the reason we're taking this trip in December, Mm -hmm. like literally the trip of a lifetime came as a result of that. I said, our kids are still young. They're still in the house. We have this opportunity. We ain't got to do it again. Mm-hmm. And we probably won't. But while we can and our kids are still young, we should we should offer them this, and not just for them, it's really for all of us, this one time where we did this really outrageous thing and we did it together. You know, I know I'm big on experiences and first time and all of that. Yeah, so, gross stuff. so this is the first time that we're, we're all doing it. And so, yeah. I want to say one thing. Uh, uh, when that happened with Tony, whom I love, uh, I realized, I said, man, I, I didn't realize how close of a friend he was until that happened. And I told him, I said, your grief is my grief. Oh, man. Like when you are sad, I am sad. If mm-hmm. something happened to people I love and their pain is my pain. And that's mm-hmm. what friendship is. Like I, I learned this probably the most with Danny. We going to sit up in here and be sad together. Mm-hmm. And I don't know your dad or anything like that. But I know you. Mm-hmm. And if you're sad, then we are sad. Mm-hmm. And we're sad. And one thing that was great about our couples therapist, um, I think my tendency, I won't say this for Melissa, but my tendency is always to fix things. And she'll be like, let's stop there. She let's sure just do. let it be sad. Mm. Sure it just do. sucks. And just let let it be, let it suck. No, I wouldn't be able to do it. And I would like, no, we're going to fix this right now. And she said, because a lot, when you fix things like that, you don't allow that person to feel sad. Yeah, you're right. And when you allow, don't allow them <laughs> to feel sad, you're not really validating their feelings. Mm. And that's what I was doing. I know you're going to do whatever you want to do anyway. It's going to happen. That's <laughs> what's going to be. <laughs> but it was uncomfortable, but I was like, it's, I was a better partner for Melissa by sitting in the sadness. Mm-hmm. And then we can move I into actually the need happiness. Us to, I need us to sit in the sadness. Yeah, because I'm with, with the first house. Melissa was sad. I'm like, we're going to get another house. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a better house. And my mistake was, I'll just get you a better house. Her lake. Mm-hmm. But I didn't allow her to <laughs> sit in the sadness, which yeah. made her feelings not feel valid, which made her feel like I don't care. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But. You don't want your people to be sad, so you want to fix it. Absolutely. You know what I'm yeah. That's me. I'm going to have you answer right after I do this ad, which we are sponsored by Daily Harvest. Okay. I was thinking about them today. You which should one be because they delicious. They have the smoothies and the healthy food options, and I'm, I'm trying <laughs> to get bowls. my life together. Yes. And Daily Harvest makes it really easy with all these great options for food and drink and healthiness. Come on. 
doing? It comes right to your door. Comes right to your door. I said, man, I get my life together. But what ends up happening is I don't know what to eat. Right. And Daily Harvest got it already prepacked for your They said you ain't got to even think about it. Listen, everybody be trying to wait until the new year to get on the good foot. Get on the good foot now. Come on. Don't wait. Daily Harvest delivers delicious harvest bowls, flatbreads, smoothies, and more. All built on organic fruits and vegetables right to your door. And it conveniently stays fresh in your freezer and they have some amazing menu options like let me tell you the um broccoli and cheese harvest bowl it's so good my kids love it because one they're addicted to broccoli especially amar amar can just eat broccoli out of the ground Mm -hmm. so you get it in a good delicious um daily harvest harvest bowl and he is tearing it up you understand it literally takes minutes to prepare and never uses preservatives added sugars or artificial anything and that goes for everything you understand me it's hard to choose a daily harvest favorite there's so many delicious options like their smoothies smoothies excuse me harvest bowls soups and flatbreads but if i had to choose i really like their harvest bowls uh, it's it's very good. trying to become cold. It's not really cold out here, but I like <laughs> hot food. So being able to have something hot and warm, even if it ain't a chilly day, I enjoy the most. Um, Daily Harvest is all about preserving and protecting the earth for current and future generations to come from their recyclable and compo- compo- compostable packaging to investing in organic farming practices and reducing food waste. You can feel good about the choices that you're making physically and for the environment. Um, keep it simple during the holidays with Daily Harvest. Go to dailyharvest.com slash TBTV to get up to $40 off your first box. That's dailyharvest.com slash TBTV for up to $40 off your first box. Dailyharvest.com slash TBTV. So, Marcus, for you in friendship, when your friends are have dealing with, uh, you know, a big event that has happened in their life, tragedy or whatever, how how do you feel like you end up responding to that in your own life? Um, in my well, for one, I end up like I was telling um, listen to them, I end up waiting to react. Mm-hmm. Like I always feel like I'm. Uh, I always try to be like a safety net. Mm-hmm. Um, and then especially in my own life, it's like I try to cater cater everything around. If there's something like a tragedy, I try to cater everything around that mm-hmm. to make sure that that because I know I can get my life together, like mm-hmm. personally. So I'm always moving and maneuvering to make sure that all right i'm still got my eye on you though to make sure everything is good mm-hmm. um like we've had it with you know friends out here like a particular thing when uh, i had a friend he used to work on power lines mm-hmm. and he got i was at work in a meeting and uh uh his wife who's also my close friend she calls me and i'm like you know of course i ignored i'm in the middle of this like important meeting at work she calls me a second and third time like back to back i was like y'all gotta step out and it was just like he's been hurt really bad i don't know how bad it is in the hospital I was like, text me the information. I'm on my way. I didn't even know where it was. It could have been four hours away. Luckily, it was only like two and a half. I walked back in the meeting, closed my laptop. I didn't even take the laptop away. I was like, I got to go, family emergency. Mm-hmm. And I'm off to the yeah. emergency room, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, but it's like she had literally just flown to another city, oh. landed and, and turned her phone on and heard all of this. So she's at the airport trying to get back here. So it's literally just me. And I'm like, I got you, you know, get here when you can. So it's one of those things where it's like, I'm going to do whatever needs to be done here. And it was, you know, I was actually the second person seeing because one of his daughters ended up getting there first. But that's like, 
when that, all that happens, actually, this was like a few months after the twins was only a couple of months old. Yeah, so this old. is a few months after we had just lost one of our best friends. Mm-hmm. So it's like reliving all of that all over. I was like, this can't be happening yeah. right now. Yeah. But this was like, let me get it together so I can be there for them because yeah. I'm the only one in place right now other than, you know, his kids and I'm here. So um, that when all the, especially when all that went down, it was just like, you, I learned to appreciate my friends more. That's why when the phone conversations ended or when I'm leaving somebody's house, a love you always follows. I love you too. Mm-hmm. Shut up, Kev. <laughs> uh, I love you too. He's a troll. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a, a typically a mourn with you friend, nor do I need my friends to mourn with me. It actually irritates me more than anything. <laughs> I'd be like, Mm-mm, don't cry with me. Help me fix whatever the thing is that I can't focus on right now. I'm very much so I need someone else to pick up the pieces for where I can't pick them up. Mm-hmm. But, like, my family likes them. I want to fess me. Together. I want to fess why I'm the way I am. <laughs> yes. Like, when Liz was there and we was going through all that, it's just like, He's used to I'm just with there. Me. I'm like, what you need? He's mm-hmm. used like, to if, if something falls, I'm going to catch it. I'm going to let you do what you need yeah. to do. Yeah, when a friend, if you need somebody to cry with you, I'm not the one to call. If you need someone to hold you up, I am the one to call. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was crying in Philadelphia. You are useless. I rubbed your back. <laughs> there was a show happening. The thing is, is that if you needed to cry for 20 minutes, I would have entertained them people. I would have been tap dancing. I've been like, we're going to sing songs. We're going to sing songs in this moment until my friend pulls himself together. But if we both back here crying, the show going to end and it's going to be a problem. You ain't going to get paid. <laughs> now you got two things to cry about. Right, exactly. We all mourning. Um, okay, so uh, we're going to fast forward to... Issa telling Nathan, I love you, and not getting a response <laughs> back. This is after he has said to her mom that he's her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And they have uh, the part about uh, Kerry Washington directing that I hate was how slow they were walking down the street looking oh for the dog. God. It was the most painful thing I've it ever was. seen. It was. I, I was like, this is dogs weird. chase. You no. run. It just felt <laughs> Hopefully like it comes wasting out. time because there wasn't enough content in the episode. They were wasting time. It did not fit with the objective nope. of you. If you're her best friend, you're going to be panicked that you lost your yes, dog while her mom is in the hospital. Yes. You're not going to be like, yeah, so. <laughs> I was like, this is not making any sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, how do y'all feel about that? Nathan, do you feel the pressure to reciprocate? Have you felt the pressure to reciprocate in situations, even in marriage? Because sometimes there are things where you ex- where like you've done something where you're expecting the energy that you put into it to be received back mm-hmm. in the response. Do you ever feel the pressure to reciprocate? Cause Nathan didn't, he just gave her a kiss and was like, good girl. <laughs> I hate the relationship by the way. I do, yeah, I do too. I, I, I don't like it. it. Everything about it. It shouldn't be happening. It shouldn't be happening. I, I think it's one of the worst they could have decided to come back yeah, to. I, Kevin's I tickled. It. No, because I thought Melissa was going to answer the question. She, let, let me tell you something real quick. Real quick. I, I hate it. I yes, hate it. it's Just terrible. Quick. Can't take it. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, not even like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm inter- it's not even like a confusing relationship where it's like, oh, y'all like, it's we, just we, like, we, this we, should not be a thing. Yeah. Um, okay, go ahead. I was just going to say, I definitely feel the pressure to reciprocate. And sometimes it's not the right thing. But I do be, I be reciprocate McGee. Mm. I could be Nathan. It depends. I can see, I can see that. I can see you living in your truth. Yeah. Yeah. I love you, Lissa. 
when we was young and together. She's like, wow. that's cute. It's like even that makes sense. Even all the energy he was coming at you to try to date, and you were just like, I'm not feeling it right now. Yeah, no, I could. I was like, come on, love me. Yeah, no, I don't I necessarily feel practice. that pressure. I have track practice, <laughs> but track don't start for three months. I'm gonna have it though. <laughs> I didn't say right now. I just got track practice. I got it though. Coming eventually. That's it's why coming. we almost broke up because she was on that Nathan. Hello. And then I didn't walk her home and she's like, you ain't never loved me. Oh, now you care. <laughs> now you care. Oh, oh, oh. Am I lying, Lisa? Well, That's I what I thought. That's oh, that what was I a good thought. Roll. <laughs> it was yeah, solid. Yeah, play play. Do back. you do you feel the pressure? No, not really. You should. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I put it on you, you to do. be pressured. I'm like, she be all right. Yeah, he do be. He do no, be. I think it depends. Like, um, I, the longer we date and everything, I did feel I was more cautious of what you were giving versus what I would give. Because mm-hmm. um, I was very, I've always been very nonchalant when it came. So I'm like, all right, let me, let me, I'm serious about this one. So let me make sure I'm mm-hmm. on my P's and Q's a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I maybe wasn't all the way there, but I was climbing to get mm-hmm. there. I definitely feel the pressure too. Not that you pressure me to, but I, I don't want, um, and even though I'll be failing at it sometimes, yeah, it's I, okay. <laughs> I don't want uh, what you give to not be felt back, but I know I'll be failing sometimes, definitely, but I'll be feeling bad when I fail, and I notice I fail sometimes, I don't even notice because I'll be whack sometimes. I can admit that. I'll be whack. Okay, so. <laughs> same. This is a huge. Same. I'm glad you can finally admit that. <laughs> now just one. I, I do. I be, be whacked sometimes. We both I be whacked. Um, like, I cannot believe. Like, what are you talking about? For the past three months. Oh, you could have just said something. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I be whacked. Whack. Let's fast forward to Issa seeing the person that we all wonder if what's going to happen is uh, Lawrence and Condola and the baby in the hospital. This was a cliffhanger that they left us with in episode five and then started us up with in episode six. Obviously, they tried to uh, get over on us and have this moment where Issa is going up and saying hi to Condola and wanting to see <laughs> the baby. That Eli. was so funny. And then her <laughs> literally throwing the baby. Man, that was yeah. just like uh, that meme. Uh, exactly like the meme. <laughs> across the room. <laughs> and then kicking Condola oh, in the chest oh, into a basket. I, I, I laughed like I was wild at a couple times. Yes. Yeah. She kicked her so hard. It looked like Kill Bill. Or I mean, not Kill Bill. Django, when the oh, guy got yeah. shot and he went into the door. Went to the, yeah, Man, that was a, that was a Rick so James hard. kick. Man, shout out to Natasha Rothwell, who directed this episode. Mm. So those uh, comedic moments really sang a little bit harder than what they possibly would <laughs> I'm have. laughing about it. That was it was so funny, Marcus. She was like, aww. <laughs> <laughs> and the baby went up out of the Man, frame. That was Completely. hilarious. How often do you oh, all Issa, have? When Issa flinched at the <laughs> yeah, she was what a little body. It was so funny. How often do you all have daydreams of what you wanted to do but didn't do? Ooh. Let me tell you the first one I ever had, and I kind of did this when I was getting fired at the bank. I had a dream of like flipping this table over, and when I stood up, I tried, and the table was so heavy. <laughs> It literally you know, was like can't flip no marble table. Marcus. <laughs> if this was a table, I was like, 
<laughs> and my arm went like that and this and I was like man I never really tried to lift this table before and it really killed my whole man, how, y'all, how y'all get this in here he literally <laughs> had more questions than answer what is this man why is this table so heavy for a break that room? is the best exclamation mark on that's like trying fired. to storm out and not take, getting the I door didn't open. clean out of my desk because of that because I couldn't get the table up because I was at least going to bump it like y'all fire me <laughs> I, didn't, I just grabbed my jacket. I had all type of stuff in the we desk. Shoot, to have an exclamation point, but it ended up being an ellipsis. Yeah. <laughs> they gave me a box, and I just I set the box on my desk. That's literally just, worse than storming out and not being able to open the door. That is hysterical. <laughs> that table was so uh, heavy, Never mind. It didn't even really move. The table was uh, like, hey, man, just because you got fired don't mean I'm, I'm going to be weak. No. This ain't no, I, it was restoration hardware table. Oh, that's, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that was a real heavy. one. That thing was solid. That table said, I, I, table I, said I, get I off me. I some solid craftsmanship. Who, that who table. made this? Uh, Y'all give me the deets on this table before I leave. Where did this slab from? This granite or? This is redwood? Redwood? Okay. This is, this is. This earthquake safe. Melissa, oh my God. You Why answer, am I just not hearing this story? I am going to uh, tell you about our next sponsor. This podcast is being sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, hey. here at TBTB, we're all about mental health and those that are helping you have a better mental health and better help is that place. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You'll be matched with a therapist in less than 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not a self-help. It is professional therapy done securely online and has a broad range of expertise available, which might not be available locally, and they can service clients worldwide. You can log into your account and send messages to your therapist at any time, and you will get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or or phone session so you don't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional offline therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and there is financial aid available. Um, obviously BetterHelp is really invested in making your life better today. And you can check out all of their reviews on their website to see how many people they've helped. As a matter of fact, over 2 million people have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional and BetterHelp is now recruiting even more additional therapists in all 50 states. So we have a special offer for the bald and the beautiful listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash TBTV. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash TBTV. And listen, now that we are about to end this tour, we'll be home. We'll be able to have breakfast at home and we're going to be enjoying some magic spoon. Y'all know we've talked about magic spoon so often because it is really just a sweet indulgence that you don't have to feel guilty about at all. Especially as adults, people be like, you got to eat mature food. You've got to have, what does y'all call it? Wagyu? Yagu? Wagyu. Yeah, wagyu and stuff like that. Sometimes you don't want wagyu. You want some cereal. And better help is the cereal. Cereal never wrong. That you gonna Ever. want. Magic spoon. Okay. It has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Only 140 calories a serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb. Build your own box. Available flavors to build your very own custom bundle are cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, cinnamon, cookies, and cream, and maple. What you talking? 
Listen, that bluebird. Listen, and Blue see, most of y'all probably knew about the cookies and cream and maples and waffle. They were a limited time, but now they permanent. Hello. Hey. When these flavors were first introduced, they sold out extremely quickly. So now you can make sure to get these again or try them for the first time. They're delicious and indulgent. Obviously, because it ain't changed. I be liking that good old frosted as a late night snack. Sometimes I'm just tell the truth. I fall asleep on the couch at around nine thirty, ten o'clock. I what Marcus wakes me up at around one or two, and then I just want to eat something real quick before I go to bed. <laughs> Magic spoon is the answer. I don't even need milk sometimes. I just pop a couple in my mouth and then go to bed. Dry cereal is the best. Mm-hmm. So this is what we want you to do. Mm-hmm. Go to magicspoon.com slash TBTV. TBTV. To grab a custom bundle of cereal and try today. And be sure to use our promo code TBTV, TBTV. at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product. It's back with 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Asked. Remember, get your first next get your next delicious box of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash TBTV. And use the code TBTV to save five dollars off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Okay, Melissa, what type of daydreams do you have of when you're like, I see, I should have did this? Um uh often they involve cussing somebody else. Oh, and you just haven't let it rip yet. Ah, Liz. You want to cuss people out, Liz? I want to cuss people out all the time. The other day, I'm trying to remember the exact scenario, (laughs) but I said to myself, that's a filter. Because what I said and what I said were so different. Ah, What'd you uh say in your your head? I'd be good cussing. Melissa, make sure I'm there when you let them fly. I don't really use the effort. Yeah, girl, you got to let it out. When you cuss somebody out in your head. B for sure. Oh! Just oh, go I can through. Hey, girls, like through. a bowel movement. It ain't good to hold it in. <laughs> I could definitely see Melissa having that close. This of, <laughs> yeah. got me <laughs> Especially with the nails too. That, oh, the nails be done. Oh yes, that that cussing gonna be good. Please yes. let me be there, okay? It don't come out. Text it to but me. But it be in my brain. It's gonna come out it one day, and brain. I'm gonna be there, and I'll be like, Yeah, go. Y'all count it as sin, though, go. even though you don't say it. I need to figure out if that's the truth because if that's the case, it may as well come out. Mm-hmm. Might as well. It's in your that's, heart. Hey, that's, mm-hmm. what, that's what the book says. Yeah, but it said. says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh, and I don't be speaketh. <laughs> mm, you're like, it's not abundant enough. We're going to get it bundled speaketh. up. Abundant enough. <laughs> yeah, that's what I need. I need to hear it. I don't be speaketh is very funny. I don't be speaketh, so I ain't got that yes. much abundance. It's not that abundance. I ain't um, so we, I be cussing people out of my head too. <laughs> <laughs> this whole episode um, was about really about consequences. So in this episode, I'm just going to hit all the points and then we could just talk about making choices and consequences. Um, Molly is on retreat with her firm where she finally admits to them that she was, um, her mother had been in the hospital and they tell her how much they didn't like her at first. <laughs> 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 and uh, you see that uh, her opening up causes her and her co-worker I can't remember his yeah. name Torrance Torrance, Torrance. Uh, they had a hug that was just a half a beat too yeah, long mm. that. That's a, that half a beat give you half a meat oh well there you like, go hey what's hey, happening the whole, half? Like, the whole half is what it said that's give you a little chub that me be like what's, what, what you talking <laughs> that was just a half a beat too long <laughs> The coochie, is the coochie a foot? <laughs> <laughs> a foot. Wafting. Let me say hello to that coochie. Yeah. Like, what you doing there? You say goodbye, but I, I say hello. Hello, hello. Um, we also see uh, that Issa 
You don't have notes. You have all of this memorized. Mm-hmm. That's very good. Cool. I thought she was looking at notes. No, I Jay Z over here. I, that is the YouTube video. <laughs> yeah, produced this in my head, and I said, just lock it in. You ain't set it down and read it? Mm, not since I read it the first time. Wow, Angel Tanks. Uh, <laughs> I thought she was reading a notepad. I got all no, notes. <laughs> uh, uh. no uh, this is where, okay, Issa. <laughs> Issa is one having to deal with her new project with nothing but water and trying to convince another uh, some local artist. It's an art crawl that she oh, wants that, to uh, do to be a part. From, uh, the new block show was in there. Uh-huh. Uh, see, I don't even know, but uh, she is still uh, she is still being affected by the backlash she received from Crenshaw. And so she's trying to make amends with him with brownies that it doesn't go well. Um, And also in this episode, she finally confronts Nathan on the fact that he didn't respond to her. uh, I love you. Um, Was this the one where his cousin was there? Or was that the prior one? Or was that that was two ago. That was. Uh, we already covered this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is when his barber was calling him out for being bipolar. Yes, okay. absolutely. Mm-hmm. I was going to throw all that in there. Okay, as I was well. just trying to uh, orient myself on what was happening in this episode. He also, which is he was also, trying to leave her after that. He was trying to leave. He said, "I might not. I might move out of LA." Uh, it's, oh, it's, he did. She she equated it to you're trying to leave me. Okay. Okay. He. Um, to recap what Kevin Sorry, is saying. I didn't saying, mean to jump. I just tried to make okay. sure I'm at the right place. To recap what Kevin is saying, Nathan uh, choosing to do one of his barber, one of the barbers that uh, works in the same shop as him, choosing to do one of the heads that's usually his barber yeah. uh, uh-huh. co-worker's right. uh, head yeah, causes friction. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that guy, you know, unloads everything on that is a cardinal sin in barberdom though i thought so too yeah i was like "Ooh, my barbers would have been livid the guy was 45 minutes late nathan was just like the dude was like i'll let one of y'all cut my head and nathan was like all right cool and the other Um, barbers was like "Mm, well you shouldn't do it (laughs) uh and um there's a little snippet at the the end but i'll jump to that after we discuss this so all these people are dealing with the consequences of their choices. Mm. Um, uh, Molly is dealing with. She the, puts good connective tissue. She does. Oh, Angel good producer woman. She don't do none of that for here's the thing. Bro. She got to do it. Oh, no, here's the thing. Talent only. <laughs> She'd be like, well, what you put in the docket? Oh, that only happens every time. Uh, I'll be like, ah, I was researching. I could have researched this, Kevin. Um, so you got Issa. We'll start with her dealing with. She made the choice that she felt like was the best choice, which was to relay the edits that her client had for Crenshaw. Mm -hmm. Crenshaw feels very adamant. She did not do what she should have done in that situation. But this is stick up for him, which was to stick up for him. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me let me just finish the statement real quick. So so her her reaction to that is, okay, maybe if I can smooth this over mm-hmm. by like coming to a, some sort of truce with him. I no longer have to deal with mm-hmm. the consequence mm-hmm. of the choice that I made. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and I know that's hard for me sometimes being a goody two shoes. Mm-hmm. Is it hard for you all, especially being in positions of you all are bosses and uh, different than Issa. Issa can kind of like off throw the blame to the people paying us yeah, yeah, is yeah. who said it where you all are the people paying. Is it sometimes hard to deal with the consequences of actions? And I'm not trying to make this as a bad thing when I say consequences mm-hmm. of the actions that you all feel like you have to make. Yes. The one thing I love about all deaf, I could always blame the higher ups. 
often it was the higher ups, mm -hmm. but sometimes it was me and I'd be like, ah, it was them. Now it's me. It always, it's not always me. A lot of times it's the, the team decision, but it's always going to look like me, whether it is me or not. I'm the face. So I am preparing myself to be the person that catches the arrows. That's what happens when your name's on the sign. It's going to be, you messed up. You didn't make my show. You said protect black women. You didn't make my show. How you protect black women. All that type of stuff. Uh, it comes with the territory, but that doesn't mean it's easy. Yeah. And I would just agree that uh, in the, the frame of boss that you use is recognizing that uh, people's livelihoods can be affected. And that mm -hmm. makes that's that's a stress. No, it's, it's, it's a burden. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what I was talking about with the true heart story. True story with Kevin Hart. Oh, mm -hmm. uh, I was like, what? Uh, feeling like people literally, part of their bills comes from me acting right. Mm -hmm. If yeah. I act up, people's livelihoods are altered. Now, I don't stand to believe that everybody who works with me for me won't get on their feet. Oh, they won't. Sure. They but, won't. None of us will. No, I'm just like, None of us. It's over. No, go ahead. But uh, uh, that is a pressure that I don't have when it's somebody else's company or you're working for somebody else. It's like, no, nah, you are Kevin on stage. You better get it together. You know, because sometimes I'd be like, man, I just want to. Correct. But yeah, um, I, I I get that. You, sir? I got one employee. What you talking about? No, I'm not saying from the, it doesn't have to be from the, <laughs> I said specifically for them because they're bosses, but for you, just the consequences of your actions in general, because you do be having to make choices, especially when it be coming to like friends and stuff. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I I'm usually be pretty strategic. Yeah. Strategic. Strategic. That word kicks me out of the mouth. Um, when it comes to like my actions on, on, on specific things, um, I usually try to wage everything before I react. Weigh everything. Um, yeah, weigh everything before I react. That's all I, I mean. You seem concrete in how you respond to yeah, stuff. I, I usually feel like be pretty, feel pretty concrete. And if if it's something where I react or if, uh, the way I respond, if it's not right, either I'm going to be like, oh, it was my bad or you'd be all right. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think uh, if I think sometimes I do get a little bit like, I know that's I did this. So this would happen and you're not taking it the way that I did it. Fix it. But I think for the most part, though, I think age has helped me be like, well, I just said what I said. Mm. I did what I did. Oh, you didn't like it. Oh, no. it yeah. is. It is. It is what it is. I think that's something I think that does come with age mm -hmm. of being able to be like, let the chips fall where they may. Once you've yeah. decided where you stand on something, let them fall where they may, which jumping to Nathan, um, he did what he thought was right. Kind of like Issa. He did what he thought was right in the moment, which was the client comes first. And if the client is upset, then I'm just going to fix it. It's one head. He's not going to come to me every single time. And plus, you should be doing better by your clients. Right. There shouldn't be a line of six people here that Correct. should have been out the door. Correct. Um, and then the repercussion was this dude who ain't like the nicest through his um, mental health, mental health in the place, in, in, in his face. So Nathan's response was potentially to run. Meaning, yeah, you know mm -hmm. what? L.A. might not be the place for me. Right. I can't deal with. Is there ever a time where 
retreat has been your answer for when the response has felt too hard to deal with? You were, uh, I um, uh, I have two sides of myself. Okay. okay. Uh-huh. So uh, sometimes I, I often, though, can live in uh, the regret of a decision. Mm-hmm. And so I will be really, really hard on myself if I feel like, oh, I made the wrong decision. Mm-hmm. Um, and that will cause me sometimes to retreat. But if I feel like I'm right mm-hmm. and I ain't no two ways about it, mm-hmm. then I, I'm going to be tall. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm yeah. going to be seven feet tall. And yeah. there ain't no, that's, that's it. That's it. But if I do feel like I made the wrong decision, then I'd be like, God, Melissa, you really could have did and known better. Uh-huh. I feel like, no, if I, if I feel like I made the wrong, wrong decision, I will still stand behind the reason I made that wrong decision. It's like, well, I was, had this thought process going into that. Yeah. I'm going to stick by myself on this. Mm-hmm. It was the wrong decision. Me. But if I feel like I'm right, I'm right. It is what it is. Like, because mm-hmm. I'm now I'm just taking everything back. Like, when I was still working my nine to five, and it's just like most times when it was a disagreement, there is like a lot of t- a lot of times I could see it was ego. So, mm-hmm. knowing that when people I know they're stepping into the situation with that, it was easy for me to brush off, like, all right, that's how you feel, huh? Whatever, mm-hmm. all right, yeah. but. Yeah. Should have done this. Well, the uh, proper channels. Well, you think the proper channels is this, but this is actually what oh, it is. But this is how I feel. For that, he is like, I'll be that a hole. Oh, I'm like, on. if you if you are mm. able to draw that, not? if you're able to draw that from me, then I'm gonna freely let you have it. I'm gonna give out as much as you want. Mm. Interesting. What about you? Are you? Uh, are you? I've realized. Oh, sorry, no. Go I've ahead. realized that in some moments, I think I can be a butt wipe though too. Okay. It'd be unintentional. Oh, an a-hole. A butt wipe. Um, it'd be unintentional. <laughs> oh, it, it do be unintentional, but I can look back on it and be like, you were unnecessary. This is because I told you, if I feel like I'm right, yeah, that's it. And so I can unintentionally be like, and this is where you were wrong, and this is where you were wrong, and this is where you were wrong, and this is where you were that's wrong. That's that older sister in you. I don't know what it is, yeah, but sometimes, sometimes you'd be like, okay, girl, enough. You laying on thick and yeah, like I got it already. <laughs> like it. Kevin, are you uh are you a flight or a fight? No, I'm conflict avoided. But what? uh I know, I really? never heard of this. <laughs> I don't like this podcast. <laughs> uh, we love you, I'm Kevin. Conflict avoiding, but when I gotta deal with it, I will deal with it. Mm-hmm. I try to avoid it. As much as possible. There was a thing that happened over the weekend that I just was like, you could have just said no. You could have just said no. Mm, yeah. And I, I beat myself up. I was like, what are you what are you wasting your time for? Just be like, but I was kind of caught off guard. And I also, part of what makes it hard for me in that, in Kev on stage arena mm-hmm. is people will take that one interaction with you and then run and be like, this is how you treated me and leave out the part where they were wrong. So I'm always running my mind through those scenarios. Mm, and it's a shame. Yes, it's it is. a shame that you care that much. It is. But it's here's the thing, though. The way the internet works, you, listen, how I handle stuff has effects on yes. the businesses. I believe If it. people perceive that I handle something incorrectly, they will unsubscribe from the app. It and is it a one-to-one happened. ratio. Mm-hmm. So I almost have to care 
at some point, right? Mm -hmm. Over the summer, there's some stuff happened. I didn't do anything wrong, but people perceived that I did. And you can see the app drop. You don't see the Patreon drop, but you see the app drop. Uh, and that's part of being who I am. Like, so part of it is managing that persona and the internet will run away with a narrative and create it. And if you don't adjust it or offer clarity or context, that becomes the truth. That's because right. the app is still in, in infancy. So it's synonymous with you, but eventually it won't be as Kev on stage did this in the app is Kev on stage right now. I don't know now, if that's true is. though. Cause I think even four years from now, if I do something catastrophic, it will have an, it will still have a catastrophic effect. I don't think it'll on be app. a one on one to one is what I'm saying, because you can't keep, you can't let people keep you in a prison. I'm not letting people keep me in prison. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that, but I am saying that how you handle it, uh, has an effect, right? Uh, part of what me and Melissa were kind of dealing with is like, Y'all just this. First of all, you don't even have enough to even have a piece of the story, much less a quarter or a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, be that as it may, to answer your question, um, I do feel like that. I kind of forgot what the question was. I'm referring specifically to the incident that you're talking about because uh, the uh, the way that you wish you would have handled it was still a a good way to handle. It wasn't a bad way to handle oh, yeah, it. Yeah. You know you're what I'm saying? You talking about the thing that happened this weekend? Yes. It wasn't the, it wasn't the difference between handling it bad oh, yeah, and yeah, handling yeah. it good. It was, I'm going to handle it with more of kid gloves than just, I agree. You know, that's what I mean by, I agree. Yeah. To be that well, also and yes, and because I I have learned that you are conflict of avoidant, knowing that like oh, okay, he's not going to save himself; <laughs> he's just going to be out there just taking it. Um, well, not taking I, it like that, but just, right? No, you know, um, I'd be I'd be strong. <laughs> I don't even remember what I was asking to be able to answer it. Run! Oh, do I run? Nah. I'm just going to take whatever comes with it. I think I, I, I don't, I just don't want to ever give it's hard. I really want to train myself not to give people that power over me. Mm -hmm. And so I sometimes just have to weather it just to be like, girl, you will come on the other, you will make it to the other side. And I think sometimes it's easy to think of the worst thing that's going to happen um, because of an action versus just being like, girl, you're going to be all right. Um, okay. Let's do the last ad and then I'll ask two more questions. He gave us four. All right. Uh, what we're talking about can cause a lot of people stress, right? Having to deal with the actions and your consequences to your actions and things not going the way you want. And one of the things that can happen is that you will start to grind your teeth in your sleep. This is why we're so happy that Smile Brilliant is a sponsor of this episode. If you are among the 40 million other Americans who um, do grind your teeth in your sleep, whether it's stress, anxiety, or abnormal bite, chronic teeth grinding will lead to worn enamel, tooth decay, sleeplessness, and expensive dental procedures. The number one teeth grinding provision recommended by dentists is a custom-fitted night guard. However, it's costly with an average dentist charging 200 to 300 per guard, and you will grind through several per year 
Using Smile Brilliant's Lab Direct process, you can get the same custom-fitted night guards for as little as $45 per night guard. That is so inexpensive. It is. And the fact that they're custom-fitted, like custom-fitted means it only fit in your mouth. It don't fit in nobody else's mouth but your mouth. And $45 compared to $300 per guard, that's a ridiculous savings. Additionally, Smile Brilliant has custom-fitted teeth whitening trays and Carry Pro electric toothbrush. We've talked about the teeth whitening and all the benefits and what teeth whitening does. And Smile Brilliant is like, we got you on that as well. Head over to www.smilebrilliant.com and use beautiful, beautiful at checkout for 30% off. Once again, that's www.smilebrilliant.com and use a code beautiful, beautiful. for 30% off at checkout. Um, okay. So now. We are at a point in time in the episode where two things major happens for Issa. She confronts Nathan about him not saying I love you. And he comes back hard. Like you are very inconsistent. One one day you're saying, you know, sleep over with me. The next moment you're saying uh, you're crying in my mouth and saying that you don't want to take it so fast. And then the next time you're saying I love you. So what do you want from me in this and um, them coming to like blows of like, okay, what does this mean for our relationship to Issa now realizing she's thinking a lot about Lawrence's situation and finding out that he's moved back. So in these two things, first let's start with Issa and Nathan. Like how much validity do you feel like Nathan has uh, in his statement of her being inconsistent. I'm so happy you phrased the question in that way because I literally <laughs> thought to myself, y'all are pushing a lot into very little. Mm-hmm. It does not seem to me as mm-hmm. a viewer that it has the gravity that they are making it in the show. Uh-huh. And so I'm really, really struggling with believing the level of like consequence because it doesn't seem that deep. Right. It no. just doesn't. It, because they jumped that year uh, of Issa breaking up with Lawrence and her hanging out with Nathan again, we really didn't get to see why this relationship truly became something and why she would have feelings this quick mm-hmm. for someone who kind of stranded her. Mm-hmm. Um, the question was, uh, do you feel like Nathan had any validity in saying that Issa was inconsistent and that was a re- and he didn't understand what she expected from him? I mean, I think I can see how confusing it'd be to want this, cry in the mouth crying his mouth but then at the same token he was like this is my boyfriend and she didn't say that he said that yeah mm-hmm. so that could have been mixed signals i think this is why we feel like y'all just y'all are like this y'all are never like quite lining up mm-hmm. i think it's because Issa's just trying not to be with lawrence more than she really wants to be with nathan ah that's a good you know observation yeah, it is mm-hmm. it i think is. that yeah. her heart is still towards him if he hadn't no baby or if she felt like she could make it with him having a baby. Yeah. That's where she wants to go. So she's trying to force this Nathan relationship to work. And I think they could be a something, but not a relationship thing. I don't understand. I guess the thing is, okay, when they first broke up, he ran away. Yeah. Yeah, okay. he ghosted her. He or ghosted he, her. Like, he yeah, ghosted he ghosted her. her. He disappeared. Uh-huh. Okay. And then they come back. Um, I guess they're together-ish, right? They build in a friendship because she was dating Lawrence while she was friends with him. Okay, then the cry in the mouth, 
and maybe I'm a weirdo. I don't know. But it seems more fluky to me than it seems like something that is just like a pillar. Mm. And for him, it's such a like pillar moment that could have been explained away at the very next conversation. Mm. Yeah. Um, and with and when you pull that out, getting to I love you is a flow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm struggling. I just I'm struggling with it all. I really am. And I, I, I I'm just struggling with Sometimes it. Sometimes yeah. I be feeling like they haven't had enough real relationships. That's, that's like, what I, yeah. that's oh, I, I say like, before you came oh, in. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd be like, man, that's y'all don't see this. Yeah, stuff? that's one of those things where it's again, like I agree with Melissa, it's like it's it's hard to want to put so much into uh put so much thought and feeling into what they're going through because it seems so it's almost like he's uh then I saw somebody on Patreon say he's like a, a placeholder. Mm-hmm. Placeholder and it's like is he, a great yeah he's he's sitting there and it's just like you all he's just as awkward as she is and it's too many moments that pass by to where a simple conversation even if it's not even like oh y'all need better communication they just don't talk yes and right. it could be well this is a, this is actually what happened oh okay but yeah. they purposely it's like it's not being put in so when they come to these obstacles or whatever these bump in the roads of something like oh i love you and him not saying anything or uh him walking away after hearing something and her walking up like where are you going and then he just walks away it's like those are simple conversations that can just be had and it's like, as a viewer, it's like, I don't care yeah. about what their I mean, relationship. Because I remember being frustrated when they were trying to eat dinner. Was That's that- what it was. It was him saying that he wanted to, the California might not be good for him. Okay, it was So that? she hadn't had a chance to even address, like, because when they were having sex, she was trying to get him to say, I love you. Oh, that was she was funny, like, is there something else you love? Yeah. You love? And he was like, what are you talking about? So the way you ride me. Right. Yes, so well, for, they did actually discuss it right then. Um. Uh, after sex and then he adds on to that I'm thinking that I need to move so she's really like so what the heck is this mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. um, I do feel as though what you said Kevin was a really good mm-hmm. uh, observation is that she's more so trying not to be with Lawrence rather than be with Nathan mm-hmm. but um, Lawrence been gone for a minute He's been gone also for a, a year. Also, not a good concept of how much time has happened. Yeah, That's because they yeah. made that leap. We are still kind of all like. But they all Wait a look minute. the same though, so it's yeah. hard yeah. to I see. I mean, I guess the like, baby, five. the baby is a gauge because you know she's pregnant for nine months, and now the baby's a few months old. But even still, as a viewer, kind of jam packing all of this right. in one season, it's, it's hard. It, it's hard to conceptualize. You know, because the show hadn't done that previously. Right, you remember Nate? Not Nathan. Lawrence was gone for almost an entire season. Mm -hmm. So when he showed up at the end of Coachella, Mm -hmm. it was almost like take our breath away because they had really removed Mm -hmm. him from her life to the point that we were just like, oh, my God, he's back. Mm -hmm. Where with this is just like, well, that nigga was here two two days ago. So, like, (laughs) why can't he just come on back into her life? Only Molly's hair changing is what gives you the sense. Cut her hair off. Perfect. Somebody could dye some hair or something. Right. That's all that. All that makes us feel like uh, is happening. That time is moving forward. And then he's calling her inconsistent. And then he's ready he's to just, bail. He's oh, just he's as, just, that's what I'm saying. He's just as inconsistent. Yeah. Man. He's huh? just as inconsistent. It's like both y'all are. Y- y'all are, I, listen, I Michaela have, and Zach. They are. Ah! <laughs> they are. And, like, yeah. and crazy girl. I have, as a viewer, zero investment in the success or failure of this relationship. Yeah. Either way, you're like, eh. I, just I think they to have over. to be, this episode probably airing right now. 
the the end of the season what has happened, to be Lawrence and Issa coming back together. The way it's I just going can't it has imagine to be. the fact that they stay, again, yeah, and they have had very little interaction. It's like they spend all this time on Nathan. This that's the only way to end it because Will there's not that many be. episodes left. It's, it's uh, really not. I know we didn't watch the show, but I think we all know the Sex in the City, Mr. Big and uh, mm-hmm. Sarah Ke- Jessica Parker, Carrie, Carrie Bradshaw. Yeah. Oh, her name was Carrie. Mm-hmm. Right now, you're just it saying like random a, names to me. Yeah, white girl, white girl, white girl, white girl, white mm-hmm. girl. Will they or won't they get back together, stay away, blah, 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 Ross and Rachel. It's yeah. that whole thing. Yeah. But it's just you like. You better know these white shows. He do. Come on. That's really the inner do. white girl in him that be sad. So, uh, <laughs> last question. <laughs> Which oh, yeah. hopefully will tee up this episode that's getting ready to come out. <laughs> Do you, and I'll ask it from a personal place, you can also answer it as Lisa, as Issa D. If you were about to be 30 and you were single, could you date someone that had a child? And do you think Issa is capable of being a bonus Mama, you know they they're, about to be know they're not capable of answering them kind of questions. I know single, they're like it's in a <laughs> we've been together since we was eight. We don't know. <laughs> it's a universe we don't understand. <laughs> what do you mean by single and thirty? <laughs> uh, I do not think Issa is ready to be a bonus mom. I do not think that she has the emotional maturity mm-hmm. to be a bonus mom. Maybe she could step up to the plate, but at this point, from what I'm seeing, my answer is no. Okay. With that said, I do believe that at a certain age. Folks be having kids. Yeah, age, if you, you ain't late, mid to list. late 30s without kids, it's like, why? Yeah. You I, gotta <laughs> I just you, said that to my nieces. I just that, think it's not a, it's mm. your pull. You can still have your feelings and all that. It's just that at that age, the people who are also your age are more likely to have children. Correct. So the amount of people with which to have your choices with is a pull that's that going to get smaller and smaller Listen, and smaller. even gay men be having kids by that time. <laughs> yeah. Biological ones yeah. that they weren't expecting. Now they got exactly. a husband and then they got a husband and, and two babies that, that are biologically theirs. Funny. It's the truth though. It's I like, read a dad on that show I was working on and he said, man, I had these kids before I really knew who I was. Yeah. Yes. Now yeah. I got me a son. The other Even thing is, then. one of the girls on uh, Love on Stage, her rule of thumb is I d- I'll date somebody with kids, but I need to know how old the kids are because it's a, yeah. it's an indication of when. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. And so we're not talking about a five-year-old. Yeah. Right. We're talking about a few months old. And the way but, they go yeah. back and forth, you could be, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Like what? You, yeah. Yes. Like with, I with, hate you. Yeah, with Issa, it's like regardless of how – the age of the child, she's not ready for that t- kind of relationship. No. But like, she didn't. That's why I think she got out of Dodge when he had the baby. She's uh, like, oh no, I can't do it. I think she is. You think, you think she, she is? She's emotionally ready. You to disagree with us? Issa? I think she's Say ready. why? She couldn't even communicate clearly to Nathan. I think she hasn't done anything that she hasn't had to do. I don't think. She's I think. Oh, I think, being put in the position, she right. would. She, she, could she step would up arrive to the plate, to the, yeah. in that position. I think because she could still step away from Lawrence. They weren't married. They mm-hmm. weren't engaged. It was easier for her to get the heck up out of there mm-hmm. than to deal with what would come of watching him have to navigate becoming a new dad and navigate this relationship that he has with Condola, whatever the co-parenting relationship is. However, if she can't quit him. You know what I'm saying? Yes. If that, mm-hmm. if she, if her heart does not allow her to give him fully away, I do think she has the capability. Because the fact of the matter is, she ain't got to parent. 
That's not what she has to do as a in this stage of their relationship. She just has to be understanding enough to know where he's at and make sure she's comfortable with where, you know, whatever yeah, boundaries. She has to be set. ready to not be uh, primary. Pri like the baby will eventually yeah, the come the baby's going to come first all the time. The, the, she would have to do it. They would have she to. The baby got to be two. The baby got to be older. Because they got too many things they would have to work out that would inevitably impact her and him. And that that's where that's where the relationships go broke or get jacked up. Well, I don't know where Condola and Lawrence's relationship are now because he's back in L.A. Oh, and that's so true. We, we don't, don't know, know where they are. Got we you. don't and know. And they haven't gone back to them outside of the hospital scene, exactly. right? Exactly. So if they have a mature co-parenting relationship... Once Issa deals with the awkwardness that she has with Condola and figures that part out, mm -hmm. I think she can ride with that's it. That's another thing. And Issa, I, her, she's too awkward. Well, that's why it came it from won't awkward work. black girl. But like, the other yeah. thing is you might not have to run into her like that. If they're if they're not together. No, you don't. And he, you think so? Absolutely. Especially if they're yeah, going to yeah. be serious. If they are serious, they are at the house. Right. She's right. dropping off you, the baby. There, everybody's right. Everybody's right. There is no reason to go into a relationship as a bonus mom, dad, whatever, and your expectation is to never encounter. Yeah, that's not yeah. realistic. Yeah. I don't know who would say that. Why mm -hmm. would say that. Um, but I do think... That. But he would so then sorry. Go ahead, go okay. ahead, get into it. Then it would not only be on Issa, but it's also Lawrence's maturity. Yeah. Because he has to manage ensuring that Issa feels like she is important and has a place mm -hmm. in his life. And that condola, because listen, Will Smith said in the book, if you uh, hate your or disagree with your baby's mama, your child will grow up to hate you. Hey, the dad. Mm -hmm. So if he has discord with the mom that as the dad, if I have discord with my baby mama, mm -hmm. then the child will grow up to hate you. I can. I, I mean, most circumstances that is true in the people that, that I know in sense. my life. Yes, okay. mine too. And so what mine I'm too. saying is he would have to be mature enough to facilitate yeah. that relationship mm -hmm. in a way where he can balance both of these women and this child. And that's not easy. And that's honestly where those type of relations, that's where they fail. Yeah. I, I I still, I definitely stand by, listen, I most people wouldn't have thought Issa had the capability of running her own business. She, right. like she yeah. needed still to be at, we, she was uh, in that, we got y'all. I'm just, just like, yeah. like that she needed to be back there. But that's because true. she had no other way out but to do for herself, she did. Got it. So I feel the same way about this. It would be clunky. Obviously, she's yeah. Issa. It's not going to be smooth sailing. Like, oh, yes, I'll mm -hmm. help take the baby mm -hmm. to daycare. Yeah, but that's going to take, no. yeah, that's gonna take a, even on the baby's mama's side, that's going to take a level of maturity out for of sure. everybody, all three yeah. people involved. You have kids and you have to do that co-parenting thing. I'm watching my friends do it. You have to be more mature as a person. Mm -hmm. Yes. And you have to be more mature in your relationship. And you have to be secure in who you are. Mm -hmm. Because you can be threatened you. by the... Sorry. Go, ahead. Go ahead. We have What's a personal is... friend that is about to become a bonus mom. And she is someone I would have never thought mm. yeah. would go into that position with such grace. I don't think I could ever do it. And no, I have watched this person who has shown a lot of immaturity in a lot of areas. But in this area, 
I mean, there's a yeah, couple of true. times where she was like, had an idea about something. I said, if I was the mom, I'd cuss you out. So <laughs> you might want to reel it back. She was like, really? I was like, yeah, let's rethink it. But in a lot of ways, I I have seen a level level of maturity in this person that I did not give her the credit for mm-hmm. because she didn't yeah. have to show it yeah. before. Anyways, you guys, I hope you all enjoyed this talk back about Insecure. We will hit you all next Thursday. Well, we'll be doing it live next Thursday, and it'll go up whenever we remember to put it up for uh, episode <laughs> number seven. Uh, so until next time, bye. bye. bye.